guys. Welcome back. To, I was turning down the wrong knob. This is Mike here. Uh, welcome back to the guys. Uh, say hello, Brian. Hello. Uh, check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys. Check us out on iTunes. Search Glue or search Glue Guys. We're also, if you're an Android phone user, whatever app you use, just just search Glue or Glue Guys on that as well. I'm sure we'll pop right up. And we're on SoundCloud. Wow. Search. Every, everything's new. All of a everything's sudden. new. Um, we are back. We are back. Better than ever. Yeah. Um, some news right off the top. You know what? What do we say here? We we shifted. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a mere migration, you know. We are now, you'll see us on Nets Daily. We are very excited to be a part of Nets Daily now. It's it's something, a site that we consume a lot of. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much steal ideas from constantly. Yes. We steal ideas from people. From everywhere, really. Yeah. But especially Nets Daily. I, I don't I don't have an original thought in my body. <laughs> it's all been That's said you're before. Thinking, isn't from your body, huh? Uh, <laughs> it's been a long time. I don't know. What more do, should we say about the Nets Daily movie? That's fine. We're right, on you it. You did it. You did it. You're, you're going to see us. You're going to have to cut out that weird chuckle it. you did. You might have to. No, nah, that. no, that, That's what this podcast is for. So we're here. Oh, and Jesus. It's very exciting. And uh, Nets season is nearly here. Yeah, it's going to be starting tomorrow <laughs> night. So, Mike, you are rusty, dog. You are a rusty dog. I know. I'm sorry. It's been um, a long time. We've been all over the world, Mike, is what we did. Just, yeah. Just for the regular followers. Well, let's let's catch you, let's catch up our listeners when we last spoke. Dude, when we last spoke, Jeremy Lin wasn't even on the nets. That's how long ago we last spoke. Um but hey <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm feeling chippy. I don't know. I love it. I love it. You I'm know, so you know excited. It's because I, so I have an inner ear infection, that's why. And you're wearing my headphones. You think it's contagious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it? No, it's not contagious. Aren't all ear infections contagious? No, it's from it's from being on planes. I was on Oh, where planes. were you? Planes. Um I was in Miami and then I was on a boat right after. And you know how I am with boats. Terrible. Terrible. I'm just not made for travel of any kind. Um you know who also probably isn't made for travel of any kind? I this Nets wait. team. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Um you know, th- this podcast today, so if you're new to us, I guess we should say this, because um, we're probably going to have a lot of new listeners, a lot of different listeners, because we're on Nets Daily. Um, sort of what we do here is we're a Nets-centric pod. We start usually with the Nets. We'll, that's what we'll do. We'll do a news around the league thing. Yeah, I, got, I even got a couple emails here. We can, so we can do some mail. And then we'll do something later in the show, which is a special Brian production called Killer Comparisons. It's, not a re- it's a terrible title. It doesn't even really mean anything. I've, just, I've really grown to like it. It's though. just the part where we mess around, you know. Uh, so, you know, we were pretty consistent with that format. We try to do once a week pods and I think every five days is the real goal. Try not to try not to over jam your your podcast gigabyte downloadage. You know, we'll do 45 minutes to an hour, sometimes a little bit more. Uh, so today's pod, we're just going to do we're say gonna, hello. Okay. Just going to say hello. Let it rip, Mike. What do you got? Um, so. You know, it's kind of a bad place to already start the show, but I've, I was trying to think of reasons, uh, things I'm going to be looking for with this Nets team, uh, basically. Things you're going to be looking because for. Because I don't want to start off with a like... classic. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't want to like start off like immediately doom and gloom. Yeah. Um, I'm not a pessimistic do you, do you wanna, person. Do you want to flip the script and start out with the killer comparison? Because we can we can tie all this together with the killer comparison. Let's do it. Is that what you really want? Do you have that drop? Yeah, yeah. Hang on. I wasn't. I was. This is. You guys. This is just right off the cuff. It's gonna script my whole thing. 
so this will be like you know a good getting to know you type segment because you know we're, we got a lot of new faces you know um so i was starting to do like superlatives or whatever but then i was like i want to give awards you know i want to give proper awards that are inspired from previous nets you know um so i'll give you an example of one and, and you tell me if you like please it. do so this is the Reggie Evans Exert Effort at Expense at Any Expense Award. So this is the, the who is the player that's going to you know you know be be a high motor guy that will ultimately be a disaster. Ultimately be a disaster is just all energy, no production. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, there'll be you know rebounds and and things of that nature. But so I like this player, and I'm excited that he's on the Nets. But Grievous Vasquez. Is I mean I have correct answers for this and that wasn't it. So let me just <laughs> I, I have the correct answers. Um, what's the correct? But answer? I liked Gravis Vasquez. So give me your give me your explanation. My spiel. Uh, I've always liked him. I grew up in Maryland, so I watched him in college. He's always been a uh, you know cojones player, mm. a type of guy who like at one point I think he's from Venezuela, and when he was on the Venezuelan national team as a college player, he guarded Kobe in like the FIBA tournament. Like he's always been yeah. that. Guy, he was always he's always been pretty good in the pros. He was hurt last year, but ultimately, I think he's like he's just going to be like all energy and all aggression, but yeah, not that good. Um, so the correct answer was Luis Scola. Luis Scola. Uh, just Dude, there's a on, lot of Luis Scola buzz. Just based on the reports, this 36 year old is going to uh, run run around the court like a crazy person. Is what what, what we're hearing from. He's like doing two days with with Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Is the is and he's and, and Rondé's like, can you can you calm down? It's like, nah. No, that's not how we handle things. Where I'm, I'm from. I'm so. I was reading. It was. I think it was on Nets Daily. Of who the 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 fight for the four spot, the starting four spot on the team. Yeah. Between it, Trevor Booker and Luis Scola. This is the one thing that Kenny Atkinson can do wrong in my book is to not just always give Trevor Booker that that spot. Just let him. You know, Scola is going to be like he's going to be there by the, January. The second he's, highest score on this team, though. Be in there. I know. I know that. But still. This is why, you know, I'm still against the Thad Young trade. I don't care. I know Karis LeVert, they needed young players, and people like Karis LeVert even though he has no legs. They don't exist. What do you mean he's got no legs? Well, they're constantly injured. Oh. I no, mean, it's a foot. It's a foot. He's got no feet. Yeah. What's what's the foot attached to? Your ankle bone. What's your ankle bone okay, attached come on. to? Like, come on. Your shin bone. Stop what's it. your shin bone attached You're to? Stop it right now. Um. But, like, the, you know, the four is not the most important position in the NBA, but it is definitely a position where, like, a lot can turn offensively or defensively, depending on what guy you have in there. And the fact that it's going to be Luis Scola and Trevor Booker. Trevor Booker, again, I'm from Maryland. I watch the Wizards a lot. Mm -hmm. He's got, like, he's got 12 minutes in a game in him, and that's about it. And anything, and, and they're going to be playing him for twenty-four. Yeah, is what's, is what's going to happen. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! No, no, no. We let's oh not let's not throw god. management oh under the bus god. yet. No, no, no. It's going to be good. Gonna Fire be good. Sean Marks, right? Uh, oh, is that we're already? <laughs> no, no, I'm just I love, I love, well, no, I'm, we love Sean Marks actually. Do we? I love Sean Marks. I thought you didn't like the Karis Levert thing. Yeah, but oh, I like geez, the whole look at you culture go. change already. Already, he seems smart. This is the thing with Mike. He, he, first spreads, class. he spreads himself so thin, and he just. Can't. I try to cover everything. <laughs> I want to be right on every in, in call. politics. They call this flip flopping, Mike. Okay, You'd a lot be of people a go become president by flip flopping. <laughs> um, moving Obama. along. 
This is the Josh Childress Ghost Award. <laughs> this is the guy who's just going to like never play and then disappear like throughout the season. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and there is a correct answer for this. Isn't Randy Foy it on the is, team? It's Randy <laughs> Foy. How did you know? Is he on seen the team? Notes. Yeah, it's got to be him. It'll I mean, be him. You will not see Randy Foy. But then, but then he'll get cut by the team and picked up by some really good team, the Warriors, and he'll have a relevant moment. All I know is that he's this team's ghost presence. Um, well, I'm glad we we're we we're in agreement there. Um, the next is the Andre Kirilenko I've made a terrible mistake award. This is a guy <laughs> <laughs> a guy maybe later in his career um huh. you know ch- trying to trying to either well he was kind of chip chasing I guess so that doesn't really it's tough it's tough to yeah, call the Andre Kirilenko I've made a terrible mistake award. Cuz when he signed it was like he was the eighth piece of this yeah. puzzle that was supposed to be really good. But just like maybe an older guy thinking like he he'll, he's going to get some burn on a bad team. Probably Luis Scola. So that's so we've just flip-flopped here because I went Graves Vasquez on this. Okay. I think Vasquez is here because he thinks maybe maybe it's, but he thinks he's going to get a ton of playing time like you're saying and he's going to score a lot of points and then get, you know, a decent contract next offseason. Vas- I mean, Gra- scoring points is not what Graves Vasquez traditionally does. Let's just Yeah, but he's going to be the he's the second best ball handler on the team. He'll be the third or fourth best scorer. Isaiah Whitehead, <laughs> a, a pretty big snub there. And, and a slightly above average college player. Um, so this is the Joe Johnson embodiment of a Hindu cow award. This is the most, like, you know, lethargic, at peace kind of person on, on the squad. I'm interested to see what you would say. I have the correct answer. What is it? No, you got to go first. I would say it's probably Randy Foy again because he – I don't know anything about him, but he seems like a, like a normal guy. Wrong. Correct answer is Chris McCullough. Chris McCullough. <laughs> Why? Because he's just got a sleepy demeanor. He's like – Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I this is mo- mostly just – this is a purely aesthetic award here. This, right. Okay. This is not a – It's not an internal – his soul yeah. is clean. No, and, no, no. Yeah, yeah. His soul is clean. No, he's got a filthy soul um, like the rest of us. Just kidding. Uh, the next one is <clears throat> the Jared Jack Pass the Goddamn Ball Award. Who's that going to go to? I mean, Jeremy Lin, wouldn't it? That's, that's the obvious. That's, it's going to, you know, and he may not even deserve it. You know, just like Jared Jack, you know, you can argue. I mean, I wouldn't, but somebody could argue whether that was a deserving award that we gave him. Uh, I forget what season it was. Maybe it was his first season on the team it was deserving, but after that it was. He actually played pretty well at times. Are you excited about Lin? What's your feeling? Yeah, I'm super excited about Lin. I am actually. I am weirdly excited about Jeremy Lin's tenure here. So I'm more excited about Jeremy Lin's tenure than I would be than Tyler Johnson and Al- Alan Crabb. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, like, so when that all that shit was happening, when Crabb got, he got pulled back to the Blazers and Johnson got pulled back to the Heat, you know, I thought for the team, like, overall, like, yeah, so they're going to be worse this year, but I think overall, like, that's totally fine. And it ended up was a better it's a good move for the Nets that those things happened. I say also in general, of those two, uh way less excited about Alan Crabb than Tyler Johnson. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I watched I mean I've watched not that much Alan Crabb over the years, but I, you know, went and did some some research and, and some watching and, and was not super excited about what I was seeing. I was I mean, I remember him from college. I remembered him as like the three Blazers games I would see a year where he was the fourth or third or fourth best player on the court for the Blazers 
And I was like, you know, I could see him. It, the team could use a guy like him. The team could have used a three-point shooter. I just feel like that's Travis out, Outlaw just all, <laughs> r- like, like right away. And, like, Tyler Johnson, you know, there's a small little bit of electricity there. You know, there's not a whole lot. Yeah. But, but there's some there's, there's some electricity. Little, you know what I'm saying? With, with, crab, with the crab man, not getting a ton of that. Anyway, so, but with Jeremy Lin, like, his ceiling has been all over the place, and I feel like if, if there's anyone that can have a like a spontaneous breakout that has been in the league as long as he has, that is in that contract range, then also couple all of the the mythos of him and Kenny and and all that stuff. It's got it's got the potential for like I mean it could be a disaster of course, but like it's at right. least the most fun option. Okay, so here's what could happen: if he plays really well, Kenny Atkinson's going to get a ton of credit. And if Kenny Atkinson gets a ton of credit for Jeremy Lin, like, going up another level or two, that will make other point guards around the league want to then play for Kenny Atkinson. And that will help help the Nets greatly. Um, I mostly think Jeremy Lin is going to be the same player he was in Charlotte, like, even production-wise. I mean, I mean even you're the, talking about if you're per 36, we're getting, like, you know, 17 and 7. Yeah. yeah. And that's better than Darren Williams. It's better than Darren Williams. Right? So is that better than Darren heckle. Williams at this point? Speaking of Darren Williams, um, this is the Darren Williams Wet Fart on a Hot Day Award. This is for <laughs> this is this is for just a generally cantankerous personality that is uh, you know sort of mm. just on court and off. Both I don't you can know just this team has a cantankerous personality. Is, I mean, maybe you're right, but it, you have to think. You know, mid season, who, who is going to be the or not necessarily cantankerous, but someone that's just got. Not cantankerous, okay. Not necessarily. Just someone whose personality sure. is, is, you know, Im- impeding their growth. Oh well, probably Anthony Bennett. That's the right answer. <laughs> You've got it. Yeah. How am I doing? I'm thinking. I feel like I'm really. You are re- just reading. That's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You're just reading it off my piece. Um. We can't be anything but excited for Anthony Bennett, though. Mm. Former number one overall pick. Uh, a, a guy who, like, out of college, seemed. Like, he had an exact role in the NBA, that 3-4 swing position, you know, shooting the ball from the foul line and kind of rolling to the basket and rebounding like crazy. Like, that seemed right. He's mm-hmm. been horrible. I love I love all this talk about how he spent three weeks of working out for the team before he got well, signed. Like, that's a good thing. There was a... There was a <laughs> <laughs> like, like, well, you're a, guy oh, that, okay. you're a guy that works out. See, I don't work out. So, for me, three weeks, it's like, wow. Oh, great. That's impressive. So... <laughs> <laughs> but um, did you? I read this whole thing about how badly Cleveland mishandled him. Would you just turn me up big time? No, I just turned up our headphones. Oh, okay. Um, how Cleveland Sorry. mishandled his his weight issues uh, during his rookie season that that what, what basically they do. set this thing into course. Brought him back, like so. He had hurt his shoulder, and is that what it was? I think it was shoulder, right? Yeah. Hurt his shoulder, gained some weight. You know, as any tw- twenty-one, that's when I gained all my weight. You know, I never lost it. So, yeah, I um, gained my weight when I was in fifth grade. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> still chipping away at that. Yeah, yeah. So he did that, and and then they like just like put him back in the game. You know, without like they know they knew right away that he was his conditioning was poor, and they were like, you know, trial by fire. He's going to get it, and of course it was a disaster, and so. Like any human being, a person whose confidence affects what they do in life, sure, you know, lost a fair amount of confidence, and so, so you know, all of these things. So these are the excuses that we say to believe that he's going to be an all star. These are the excuses that I say on a daily basis. <laughs> these are the kinds of ego gymnastics I do to get myself out of bed, and that's 
important because that's what the kind of thing that Anthony Bennett is going to be doing this season in his enormous breakout season. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know what kind of season he's going to have. Doesn't it? It doesn't even matter, right? I mean, if he has even a marginally competent season, he'll ha- he'll elongate his career by another like six years. If he like becomes a guy, yeah. just a guy in the league, then then the Nets have succeeded because they what? He's a million dollar contract, one million dollars, yeah. which is nothing. Um, you know, Kenny Atkinson talks about him like he he has a real shot to actually contribute to this team. He should because they're playing Trevor Booker and Luis Scola mm. at the four. I mean, uh, you know, I so like in the ranking of of guys I want to see be playing the four the most. I mean, McCola would be number one just because. You know, he's got by far the most talent and the most interesting. Uh, but Bennett, you know, nothing but nothing but good goodwill. But I also felt that way about Bargnani, and yeah. that didn't work out. I like I like the pairing of of Trevor Booker with Anthony Bennett um, as like just a doppelganger of one another, like similar body types. Um, one of whom has done a lot of good with very little skill. The other who has done nothing with a lot of skill, I guess comparatively. I guess, yeah. Um, and so that's that's a nice little pairing there, don't you think? And also, I like the way that they dunk. I like a nice two-handed squat dunker. You know, <laughs> the two of them really like to squat on the rim. Sure. You know what I mean? Who's the last really good dunker? Gerald Nets? Green. Yeah, I mean, but not like a. They, he was like a an attractive oh dunker. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm talking about like a, a power forward, like you know, trying to pull the Kenny rim Martin. off. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Kenny yeah. Martin, your favorite player. Everyone's any sane person's favorite player, Kenny Martin. Sure, is he is he your favorite net that you've been alive Dude, I for? I'm just so fired up. I, mean, I gotta drop a nets are back on this whole thing. Uh-oh. The nets are back. <laughs> I just uh, had to make sure. It, I was yeah, like, oh no! Explode our headphones. The safety off. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I, I deleted the uh, Stone Cold drop, so we're safe. Really? And the bomb drop. Oh my god! Yeah, that thing oh, annihilates. Yeah. That thing annihilates. Um. So, anyways, yeah, excited about about that pairing. What else? What what is the other thing I got here? Um, that's it. I was I was tempted to do a Jeff McGinnis, um, "What is basketball anymore?" Now that I'm on the Nets award, but, sure. But there's nobody that's really kind of fits that bill of like, yeah, we we got this guy in the off season. He like is kind of good. We don't really have like what a Chase Buttinger gonna. You know what's interesting is that we didn't give Brooke Lopez any of these awards, and he's the most important player on the team. What award would you create just for Brooke Lopez? I mean, so, like, how would you characterize his season that will be coming up? Uh, oh, okay. So, you know what? We can just jump to the mail because there's a really good piece of mail about this. Please do. All right. Let me just very casually drop the mail drop. Mail time. Mail time. You gotta, you gotta take us out, man. Like you are still in the off-season mode. Yeah, I'm watching there. So we're recording this uh, Wednesday at 7:16, and ESPN. But this is before the Mets game. And ESPN is just showing people eating food before the game. <laughs> They've been doing <laughs> this for slumped. ten this minutes, wiping stuff on his from his hands just right under the chest of his sweatshirt. That's that's <laughs> how he handles things in after 50 years of living life. So this is from Cherboy Daniel Shaw Jr. Boop, boop, boop. And guys, um, just 
So for for everyone, like hit us up on Twitter, or whatever else. But if you want to do some long form writing, nothing gets me going like a an email, and you can you can hit me up at netspod at gmail dot com. <laughs> Which you want to change, right? I do want to change it, but I did not, so that's where you reach me. Um, So, Daniel has a lot of excellent thoughts, and I really appreciated your note, dude. Um, But the basic, the thrust here is about, is this a season where you would trade Brooke Lopez? Is that the kind of thing you would want to do with Brooke? I would not want to. Yeah. Who who's a team you could like? I mean, so basically, what you want is draft picks. It seems like that's the only thing. That's the you only thing you want. really want back. So he's talking about the Pelicans. He doesn't specify what exactly they would give up. Okay. Um. So um, not a terrible thought. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, every trade has to be looked at through how many first round picks you could accumulate. Um, I would. So like, and that's the thing. If I'm Sean Marks, I'm not looking around for a Brook Lopez trade. I would make it. Like, I'd make it very clear through, like, journalists. I would do the sources say thing, and I would say, mm-hmm. we're not trading Brooke Lopez unless we're blown away by an offer. And then I would leak a trade discussion of, from some team and say, they they were offering us this, this, and this, but we didn't want it because we thought it was too low. Like, I would even say that. Let's, to, can, I, can I interrupt you? Let, please. Let's start from the top down. Do... Do what? What would that say about this team and this and and this franchise at this moment? If we were to trade Brooke Lopez, like what? Like what? What? What are those two? Like, give me both options. Like, sure. what, what do we get out of that? Okay, by trading Brooke Lopez, obviously depends on what you're getting. Sure. Um, you would assume they'd only trade for first round picks, so it would be like a it'd be the whole thing where like we're just going to destroy this whole thing, tear it down, mm-hmm. and try to build back an entirely new thing because we don't think we're going to be good. until three years from now and by three years from now i think isn't even brooks contract up by then Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure um so brooks not going to be a part of this this team's equation when they're actually good so we trade him now get as much value as we can because what does it really matter yeah here's here's my the other side of that argument um so a big part of drafting or acquiring players and developing them is to not be so nightmarishly abysmal that they want to kill themselves so that's mm-hmm. a huge that's a huge thing for so i mean i'm not saying that Brooklyn i totally has, buy into that too yeah i think you know if, if you were if you were not on some level attempting to win games you're probably not benefiting these guys in the long term just in terms you know you can't you can't just you know, take a pee and a Mr. Coffee and get Taster's Choice. You know what I'm saying? Totally. No, I understand that completely. Um, and so, yeah. So that's, I think, my argument for not wanting to trade Brooke Lopez. Having said that, if you get three first-round picks from someone, which you won't, but yeah. if you do, then maybe yes. Yeah, and it would have to be... So the only teams that would do that is super desperate teams. Um, Who even has something like that? Is, is Boston still jam-packed with picks so that's the thing boston is still jam-packed with picks and it could even be a situation where the nets get a guy who was a first round pick last year then a first round pick in the future and then you know something else um something like so that's the thing about boston is that boston it would it, it boston works on so many levels one because horford their big signing is technically a four he's not a five if they trade for brooke lopez that makes their Kevin Garnett deal even better that mm. assures almost the fact that they're going to get the first overall pick next year I mean lottery depending mm. 
them sti- like so yeah so all, the, yeah all of the good things all every like it, it works on so many levels from them and they have they, they are flush with assets i mean they have too many guys i think i what is it rj hunter from georgia state whoever it was he was a first round pick last year a guy i liked he he's not playing at all marcus smart's not really playing mm-hmm. now i don't think i don't know what they would trade for a brook lopez and i don't know if that's what they would want but like, they, they wouldn't really want that. I mean, that's I don't not know. the kind. I mean, really? I mean, they they need another like sort of. I, I always think it would give them a really powerful starting lineup. Who's their current center? Who are they running out there now? Um, is it Amir Johnson? Yeah, Coley, Kelly Olenek. Dude, they're playing small ball. They don't want Brook Lopez. But, but I th- I don't know. So everyone wants to play small ball. But I wonder if they're playing small ball out of necessity. I mean, I mean. Horford's going to play a lot of five for them, I'm sure. But if you could put out, um, I don't know. I mean, if you could put Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, Horford, and Brooke, that's pretty gnarly, <laughs> gnarly group of players. You like that, huh? Yeah. Still not good enough to be Cleveland, yes or no? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's the best part. Like, So they're, they've acquired all this great stuff in a time where really – I love this J.R. Smith. Cavs thing so freaking much. Yeah. I mean, LeBron. Like, so what is Jr. is unsigned, and he LeBron is basically saying like, give him whatever he wants, which is totally insane. Yeah. Like, the was he even like that relevant this season? You know what like, he does? He he brings the knucklehead juju, and you need that on a championship squad. You need. You do need that. You need that. There's something about there's some special the it's alchemy of personalities. Gene. Exactly. You need a knucklehead. You know, knuck- you just need that. Well, like Ron Artest is still in the league, but or Meta World Peace is still in the league. Exactly you know, he's with the Lakers. Reason. For exactly, he's with the Lakers reason. right yeah. now. He signed yeah. a training camp contract yeah. or whatever. Because how insane is that? That dude is yeah. still because in the league. if someone's not going full tilt in a scrimmage on a Sunday, he's gonna be punching you in the thigh, you know, <laughs> like a madman. <laughs> That's what he does. So um, do you wait? Do you ultimately want bro- like? No. You know, this is in our season preview, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about the Brook Lopez trade possibilities every week. Mm-hmm. But do would you want them to trade Brook if it was like just available? If like a decent, I mean, I don't know what the package would look like. If you come come to me with a pack. I he asks like, what's a realistic package? And I'm I don't really have a good answer for that because it would need to be pretty pretty serious to part with brooke lopez at this like what what is i mean he's on a very reasonable contract for any anyone's well, yeah i don't know if milwaukee wants to do this oh uh, i like where your head's at but though. i mean greg greg monroe can be had mm-hmm. so that's and if we're taking greg monroe and giving them brooke it would become like they would need to add a couple of pieces decent pieces i don't know what they have you know what's uh i think brandon knight is going to be on the bench this year for the suns yeah I now they have that. tyson chandler so it doesn't really work but like if i'm the nets i'm trying to figure out any way i can get him because he's i mean i like jeremy lynn but i think he's like significantly better you wait and see you wait and see next up is cheer boy <laughs> zachary zachary breton sorry i was gonna say benson yeah it's breton breton zach Long, long time listener. So so he gets the John Cena rollout. Daniel um, Shaw, cheer boy. I'm sorry, I forgot your your rollout. Um, <clears throat> so Zach Zachary uh, wants us to unpack the picture um, that was like getting 
getting slammed on Twitter of like Bo Beach and and Chase Buttinger and like Jorge Gutierrez uh, just like milling about in front of a camera, <laughs> um, <laughs> and so through the uh, through the guise of you know our specialty, which is marketing, marketing, marketing hashtag. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so he's like, you know, I don't know, talk, talk about that. Yeah, it was a disaster. It's a, I mean, but it's great. I mean, all like, there's a certain amount of like, I wonder if they, if they thought about that and uh, like, or if that was just a flat PR mistake. I mean, it's pretty probably, sure it's probably a flat, P- <laughs> flat PR mistake, <laughs> but, but do you think there was even a, like, even a small conversation being like, should we, should we, and like, yeah, it'll be <laughs> do fine. Do you think so? <laughs> I I have no idea. Um, I'm just pumped. I'm gonna move, change up. I'm just pumped about Bo Beach. Yeah, all, you know, I was riding. I was Dude, on a, a that six, train. Nine, two guard, come on. Yeah, who could shoot threes? Count me in. Dude's rambunctious. Yeah, crowd pleaser. See, a six nine two guard is not a real thing. But like, how how soon before he's moved to a stretch four and and that's his? We're soon gonna have destiny. like the stats nerds tells about how bad he is on defense. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to me. The dude, his name is Bo Beach, shoots threes, <laughs> and he's six ninety two yard. That that should be a starter. Yeah. Um, in this season. Well, you know, going forward, what, what I don't know what to say about this is yeah, it was it was a it was a bit of a marketing fudge jab. What are you, what are you gonna do? It happens. Yeah, it happens. It's a lot a lot of stuff going. I'm on. not you know I'm not better at my job you know than this PR person probably. So no, that's what I go to bed thinking. PR people are always always overworked. Exactly. It's tough. Everyone's overworked. Come on. I'm not. It's a mil- yeah. No, yeah. I know you're not. I'm underworked. You want to drop some some news? Those those were yeah. two. Uh, Let's do some news. Emailies. Okay. Let me hit the drop. It's the news. All right, this is uh, news around the league here. How come you? How come you? You, you faded out of that so fast. You didn't even get to hear Bill O'Reilly. Sorry, <laughs> I know that. I knew, as I was saying it, I knew it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, news around the league. Yep. So, quick thing. Hit me. Should we already give the Warriors the Larry O'Brien Trophy? Mm. You already saw. Did you, you see like, what I mean, happened to that Clippers Warriors preseason game? Dude, not not only just that, the Raptors. I mean, everything. I mean, oh, wait, what was the Clippers one? They they beat the Clippers by forty five points. The starters played about the same amount they of minutes lost, for they both lost teams. By four to to the Raptors. What yeah, are we but talking they about? they played the Clippers. They played the Clippers. I think it was two, last night, Tuesday night or whatever. Um, you're gonna probably Dude, be listening on the Thursday, you, Friday, the Tuesday gonna, night. They're gonna come out of the gate one and two, and you're gonna start hearing all this stuff. I'm telling you, is it, Kevin Durant ruining the team? Let's yeah. okay. Let's okay. Let's do this. If the team is, you know what they need, they need a knucklehead on that squad. They need some knucklehead juju. I mean, Draymond Green, Draymond Green yeah. is is, yeah, <laughs> is okay, like the enough, ultimate like yeah. knucklehead slash good player. Yeah. Um. Okay. Team is four and six. Okay. Predict the headlines. Four and six. By by the time you hear four and six, you're who's gonna, to blame? Yeah, you're gonna start seeing um, headlines being like finger pointing in the locker room. Beautiful, think something like that. <laughs> is Curry that good? Yeah, I think is Curry that good is gonna yeah. be a big, a big one. Um, obviously, did Kevin Durant is Durant screwing up the team? Yeah. Um, like Draymond 
Draymond doesn't know his role. Yeah. Sources say the locker locker room is split. Yeah. Yeah. Split like, locker room. Like platoon, like that movie Platoon. Never yeah. saw it. The one with Michael J. Fox. Oh my god! Dude, I had the, were, I had the Nintendo video game though. First of all, Michael J. Fox is nowhere near that movie. So <laughs> what movie am I thinking of? I don't There's know. There's some Michael J. Fox war movie. I think he's in Platoon. There's no way Michael J. Fox is in Platoon. It's Charlie Sheen and uh-huh. and uh, and like Willem Dafoe plays like the like stoner commander, and then what is it? Tom Berenger or whatever plays the um, Tom Berenger. Sorry, yeah, Berenger plays the. No uh, deal. <laughs> what did I say? In my head, I said Behringer. Um plays like plays like the the beer drinking commander. It's basically a movie about like weed versus beer. That's what really, <laughs> yeah. That's what it comes down to in my mind. Yeah, like people are like, yeah, I like to smoke weed with Willem Dafoe. Other people are like, I like to slam beers with Tom Behringer. Was it good? Isn't it like super bloody and crazy? Mm, it's a little bloody. Willem Dafoe has a pretty. Doesn't he like come out of the the mud, or am I thinking of something else? Yeah. Comes out of the forest and gets lit up. You've seen that scene, at I'm, the very least. No, false, false. I'll want to see it if it's on Netflix. I'll watch it or something. Anyways, yeah, it'll be like that. And you and watch Stranger Things, Seth right? We Curry talked about this. Curry will be Willem Dafoe, obviously. So, quick question. Yeah. Stranger Things. Why do people like Barb so much? Well, I think people like Barb because she's like a minor character. That I mean, first of all, Barb is. She's harmless, you know, and and dies. It's a, it's a, and also it's a funny looking person. It's a very funny looking person. Everyone's got a kind of a barb in their school or in their life in some way. I guess. I mean, I like it. Just has no survival instinct. Like the kid, the other kid, put it together right away. Like, okay, I'm in another dimension. Better hide. Figure this thing out really quick. Survived like a month. Barb didn't make it out of the, out of the pool. She couldn't get it out of the goddamn. No, pool. and. And people keep guessing. So I thought I thought there's clarity on this. The fact that Barb is definitely dead, um, because people keep saying like, "Is Barb going to come back in season two or something like that?" Barb's. Who, who are these people? I know. This, but, this but, reminds me of every, me as a child when everyone when, everyone said everyone online's like, "Oh, but they just like they they got the kid, but they just left Barb." Like, should we be? We're pretty be sure a spoiler. Barb. We should probably be a, a spoiler. Uh, at this point, if you watch Stranger Things, you don't deserve. I'm going to talk about Dennis Nedry next. So this is a spoiler alert for Jurassic Park. Because I had the same thing happen to me. You know what it is? We're so Dennis used to Nedry. Who's that? The, the he's Newman in Jurassic oh, Park. Oh, sure. And he died. And so I am, as a child, so used to seeing like vivid depictions of people dying, like gore splatter, that when I don't see that, I'm like, you know, I left the theater and I was asking <laughs> my parents, like, did 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 uh, did, did Dennis Nedry die? And they're like, yeah, he was eaten in that <laughs> car. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't see, you know, you didn't really like, <laughs> like complete, definitely resolution in the here. car by that dinosaur. I was like, I'm not so sure. If you don't see it, you, you don't know. <laughs> so that's what happened. You're that sick individual yeah. that needs yeah, the I need, full. I need, yeah, yeah. I, need, I need a little blood splatter. No, but I don't need it. No, I mean, no, I, but I get it. Barb's now. dead. Yeah, Barb is dead. We saw a snake come out of her mouth. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it in, was like an it was like in the other down. dimension eel, but yeah. Anyways. Aren't you super worried about season two? I really think it's gonna suck. It's gonna be because what you made what? season one so good is that they like played on all the the beautiful fun things that were from the eighties. I don't want to come out with a hot take on season two when I haven't seen it, and then just eat crow when it's super dank. You know, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, but I want to be that guy who's like super low expectations, and then it goes yeah. way above. I'll be like, oh my god, it's amazing. That's how I go. That's how I go into anything. Anyhow. I'm just in a low expectation. I don't get excited. You know this. Except for this podcast. I do get excited for potting. 
What what other news points do you have? You got some other bulletins on there? Uh, David Blatt. You hear about this about David Blatt? No, tell me. He is. I always pretend to not know the news. He has accepted his championship ring from the Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he says that they offered to him. They offered it to him in a very respectful way. David Blatt, if you don't remember, coached them for 41 games this past season. You mm-hmm. know, the season that they won the championship, um, and that he felt like it was right to accept it. Do you, if you're David Blatt, accept the championship ring from the team that fired you? Yeah, I mean, you put it, what, in a jewelry box, and that's it. What are you talking right. about? Right. Yeah, I don't wear yeah. it around town. Yeah. That's for sure, but definitely take it. Seems fair, right? Yeah. It's probably worth a cut, like a pretty penny, too. It's like, what is it? got to be like $200,000. Yeah, it would be like yeah. some, it would be some, someone saying, like, here's $20,000, whatever it is. Yeah, saying, that, what am I talking here's about? Here's way too yeah, much. Yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you buy a ring for I don't your know. now wife? I don't know what things cost. <laughs> I am a child. Well, I guess yeah. maybe, you know, could be $200,000. I mean, Kim yeah. Kardashian's ring was four million dollars. Yeah, this is probably and why that was because I've been pretty big jewel. Yeah, and a championship ring would have a lot We're of have small to jewels. Somebody, I'm gonna call in the Twitter sphere. How much does a championship ring cost? You know, people, like people pawn these things for like five k at the at the end it's of their so lives. But like, it's it's sad. But then in the end, it's like, what? Like, did you get a class ring in high school? No. Okay, so everyone, not everyone, people had to pay for it. But like, people got class rings in my high school, and like. What the hell am I doing? When would I wear that? I remember there was kids in college our freshman year who would wear their class ring. Do you? Oh my did God. you meet? We were. I mean, so if you don't know, Brian and I lived on the same floor. If, freshman if you year. don't, well, a lot of people are listening to us that don't know. I don't. Even the people that are do listen oh, to us don't oh, know this. Okay. So Brian and I met each other via our floor freshman year. We yeah. lived on the same. A computer floor. put us together. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Um, there. I remember there's some kid on our floor. I don't remember his name. Who would wear his high school ring, just like every day? This sounds. He fake. went to private school though. Sounds fake to me. I don't know. Um, last thing, hit me. Sixer season is it over? This is so sad. I bought a five-game ticket package for the Nets. The Sixers are included in that, and I was excited. That's gonna be our win. What are you talking about? The thing- finally <laughs> see the win. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, so the two things I'm excited to see is obviously Ben Simmons who's now potentially out for the year, and Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is just going to be like the king of of all social media. But Sixer season, already over. Yes? No. Do you believe in karma, Mike? Do you believe in the karmic so, universe? So what would karma say about this? This is a karmic comeuppance of a kind, you know? This is what happens when you tank for first-round picks. Yeah, but the... But for karma, first I think, picks, would so. say that the, because they fired the guy who was tanking and that they are now trying no, to win, no, that no. karma the would damage be on their done. side. The damage is done, Michael, oh, really? for years. For years. He went at this. Did you read the, the, the hinky letter, by the way? Of course. That thing was just, mm, it was like nectar from the gods. <laughs> I, love, I love that like level of NBA just just total horse patootie yeah. just coming Head out of it. Straight up the ass. Just, just being like Mahatma Gandhi said. It was like just it's so good. It was so like something like that would be out of the show Silicon Valley. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like some a-hole who's yeah. just spouting off things from like legitimately great men and him repurposing <laughs> them to make money <laughs> yeah. or to make basketball. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so ESPN had a profile of Hinky that was supposed to be um, – Obviously, Hinky was still supposed to have his job while it was being done, and it ended up being just like the guy was like basically with him when he got fired. It was like with him through that whole process. Sure, and it was 
phenomenal. I mean, like, I you, I feel a little bit for it. I mean, the fact that he for was Ben Simmons individually. Yeah. No, no, no. For Hinky, the fact you that feel he feel for him. The, it's kind of bullshit that he was tanking the whole time, never got the first round, first overall pick, and then he gets fired, and then they get the first overall pick, and it ends up being Ben Simmons, who you know pre-injury was going to be the best first overall pick since Anthony Davis. I'm just bad. I don't really yeah, know. Well, do you know. Who's in between that? I know. Wiggins, <laughs> I guess. Oh, wait. Carl Anthony Towns is the first overall pick. Yeah. Never mind. I'm an idiot. No, you're fine. Um, yeah, it's sad for Ben, and it's not sad for the 76ers. That's my that's my take, okay? Because I'm a... Fair. Cause I'm a Real quick. Mean guy. Go ahead. Nets win prediction. Go. Oh, God. No, I'm just kidding. Uh... Let's actually do that. Do you want to? It's the best. Okay. It's well, so best. I think they won what twenty one. Twenty one. Pretty pretty paltry. I'm gonna go ahead and go and bump that up to a hard a hearty twenty six wins. Really? Yeah. That'd be really good. Yeah, I think that's about the like you know they are bad and not you know the worst. It's a surprisingly okay season. I'm gonna rattle off a couple wins at the end of the season. I I think it's possible. If they won twenty six games, Atkinson should be coach of the year. I mean. I don't look. I, I think just just generally from what I'm hearing, like first of all, I, I don't think you can overstate how deeply disliked Lionel Hollins was from top to bottom. I think I sure. think he is just he was a real meanie and a bad guy. Bad guy didn't want good things to happen to other people. That's the sense that I got about him. And I read people really well. Yeah, I've got a third eye for this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Kenny Atkinson. This guy and and both him and Sean Marks seem to me to be like pretty committed bros. They're like broing out on like let's let's make a thing happen here. They're the perfect coaches and management for this current situation. Yeah, which is the team is in the gutters of gutters, and they're Mister Positivities, Mister Feel Good Vibes, Mister We're Building a Culture. That's what you want. They're also at the right age. You know, I think that's always an important thing, like getting guys just at the right age. Lena Hollins was, you know, too old. Yeah. You know, he's like, I had a career. This is like the second half of my career. Uh, you know, I already made a, a bunch of money. I'm fine. These guys are these guys are making names for themselves. I concur. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, Mike, that was it, huh? That was it. So this was our first pod. Thank you for listening. Um, you know, This is actually like our like 200th pod. How many pods have we done? Uh, I could I could find out, but I'm yeah. gonna call it episode one when I when I make a little thumbnail for this. But sure, it's uh I don't know. So this is what we're, we're gonna be on Nets, Nets Daily. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Do you want me to hit the outro button then to save you from yourself here? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm really I'm go. drowning. <laughs> wait, is your oh, oh you wait oh it started over again you started over again I did. All right. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you. Check us out on Twitter at DKD. Check us out on iTunes. Search Blue. Or Blue Guys. The worst. Alright, Brian, take it back. You didn't even turn it down. The end of the show. The end of the show, and now you can all go home.
guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. 